previously on Nerd Cage Live. Behold! Even Elf Jones will take it. That would make an amazing, like, if you redid Home Alone as, like, a like a prime drama. Like, you could actually, like, make that. But, you know, it's to me, ultimately, though, is going back to the original theory, like, it does, you know, make you question, like, where, does all, where is all this money coming from? You know, it's like, it was a, no matter how it was a method acting decision. I think that Hughes gave them all sleeping pills, and he was like, we're going to make this believable. <laughs> they could have done without the part, the, the part shot. It's like if you took the movie Risky Business and you replace Tom Cruise with a with an eight year old kid, this is the movie that you would get. Oh no no! I was just gonna say I do appreciate the fact that John Hughes realized that to do it again, he just gotta go. Okay. Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. All right. I listen. I get it. <laughs> all the tropes. It's, it's a repeat. How does it happen? I get all that. I still love Home Alone 2, okay? It's more outrageous. The traps are way more over the top this time. Yeah, you got Tim Curry. Like, I love that sequel. I do. It, 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 it I do works. too. It I works. really do. I enjoy that one a lot. I mean, it doesn't have the magic of the first one quite the same, you know, but mm-hmm. it's good. It's good. It's a, it's good. I've seen some of the other ones um, and they don't capture Ugh. what, you know what I'm saying? They don't capture what those first two capture. So it's still a good one, though. I enjoy that movie. And like you, you got Tim Curry in it and like, you know, different scenery, you know, but so, so yeah, yeah. yeah. His Bring it back to Rage in the Cage. Yeah. I would love to Thanos snap all the sequels after the second one. <laughs> there you to, go. I, I actually have to agree. I do. I do remember watching the th- the, the other ones, and the third one was like, eh, especially because I was still like, I think I was like twelve or something when when the third one came out. But I remember the third one. It was. Eh, it wasn't. You know, it's not Kevin McAllister. It's a different family, but it was entertaining. I can see where like if the, that one's mostly just whereas Home Alone one and two are for like everybody. Uh, the other sequels were more towards like the kids. Because they were just like ridiculous, elaborate plots and stuff like that. But yeah, no, Home Alone Two is great. I think Tim Curry and Rob Schneider, Rob Schneider's in it. Yeah, and I just—it's just hilarious when Tim Curry's in there and that he he gets caught and the, and you know Kevin's just like, oh, you know, I want a you know a pizza and blah blah, blah like that, and he goes, oh yes, we'll get your mm, pizza. <laughs> and a blink and a blink if you miss it moment. Donald Trump's in it for like a second. Yeah, yeah. Yep, just a second. <laughs> yeah, just for a brief second. And here's the thing, though. This was back in 1992. So, like, outside, unless you're from New York City, no one, no one knew who Donald Trump was. I mean, yeah. anyone No, every, everybody still knew who Donald Trump was back then. He, oh. he was, like, sort of the, um, throughout the 80s, he was, like, sort of the uh, poster boy for, like, opulence, for, like, excess. Because yeah, he had, yeah. like, the Trump Casino. He had a bunch of, like, big properties in New York. And he was, like, profiled a lot. Like, he was on Oprah. He was on mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of big shows. And so without people really knowing too much about who he was as a person or anything like that, if you, like, mentioned, like, extreme wealth or extreme excess, 
the first person you thought about was Donald Trump. Donald Trump. And so that's probably oh, why he ended up in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too about the second been, one. Yeah. Oh, go ahead, Matt. Oh no, I was just saying, yeah, like yeah, since, since he's been in that position, he's just been like America's poster child for like, you right. know, spoiled rich, yeah. you know, right. ty- yeah. mogul tycoon guy. Yeah. All right. And another thing about the second one is you guys are gonna laugh so hard. I had that talk boy tape recorder. That was like the coolest damn toy. Oh. I had one. I wish I still had it because it's probably worth so much money now. I had one. Oh, and it probably I used is. It so much. And I was fascinated. I kept, maybe that's why I'm doing the thing I'm doing now because I kept recording myself. Me and my friends used to talk, make our own show using the Talkboy tape. Maybe that's why I'm here right now because at the time, like when I had that thing, me and my buddies would just record us just talking about, you know, stupid stuff and farting into it and everything else that little kids would do. Like, <laughs> like slow it slow so it down and this this and that and i would say lines you know you know hi yeah. i'm early and then play it back and all that stupid shit like right. you're just so like hey, I, I, guys, I did this thing you want to listen to it thing <laughs> you're just like, and Burger. also another thing too is uncle frank is is prominent in that movie with the shower scene and yeah yeah all right <laughs> Cool yes. I, st- I love that song. Still love that song. <laughs> oh, it's classic. Um, and one thing I want to add to, I'm, I'm kind of jumping a little bit. Um, so for years, I was convinced that Angels with Filthy Souls and Angels with Even Filthier Souls was like a real movie. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it was something that it wasn't. You know, it wasn't right. yeah they, they made it for those scenes there i thought they were real movies i for years i was trying to find those movies because i was so fascinated by that mob guy and that 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 left ah, <laughs> oh get the yeah. change up man. i want i thought <laughs> yeah it was, I, I was actually so let down when i found out the truth that those movies were fake i was so yeah. let down and yeah, it was actually a parody of Angels with Dirty Faces, which actually is a real movie. Oh. Um, it was made in 1938 yeah. and starred James Cagney. Yeah. And so they were like the whole thing of like, keep the change, you filthy animal. Like that what? was something that I gotta see these Cagney would have said. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mark, always, I'm telling you, <laughs> why I love doing this show with you. <laughs> That's actually one of my, like mine and my buddy Steve back home. Shout out to Steve. Uh, Steve, that's one of his favorite things because Steve wished it was a real movie because he always when he when he talks about Home Alone he quotes he quotes from from the parody movie and that's like one of my accomplishments that I want to do uh, if I get you know later if, if things work out things are going I have some capital I'm actually doing stuff out in the film industry I would love to just do a parody of that parody of that actual movie <laughs> I still want to do like a modern version of that and just do like a parody mobster something like that yes, yes. yeah they really should have fleshed that movie out a little bit more I felt like like you know what I mean instead of just having those like scenes like peppered into Home Alone like have that I mean and they probably weren't thinking about those types of things back then but if it was made now you know they would have probably done like a like a featurette that was yeah, like, like a YouTube like miniseries or, or something. Minutes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody's done anything yet. I'm surprised like someone wasn't just like, hey, you know, remember that stuff from Home Alone? I really think we should just do a parody movie and just release it, like Seth Rogen yeah. or somebody. I'm surprised surprised that nobody's decided to do Dude, that. I would be know? there in a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. 
film it uh, in black and white. Get oh my god, dude! I was. <laughs> and, for, and for some reason, I get a green light because I do want. This is like a major goal of mine that I want to do in the future. If I, for some crazy, stupid reason, I get a chance to do this, you guys are going to be one of the first guys I call as, to let you know. <laughs> All right. So you want to be? You want to be in the movie? Just you want to be like an extra or something in the movie? Just yes. let me know. You, you awesome. can shoot me down. <laughs> I'd love to be part of it. <laughs> Oh, yes. oh man, I I think I've covered everything I want to. Like I said, the second one, solid sequel. I I do believe it's funnier. I don't think it has like Dion said, it doesn't have the heart that the first one does. Mm-hmm. But the traps and the and the tropes still work there. I mean, clearly this movie, clearly they're like capitalizing. Like, hey, we got strike while the iron's hot. Kevin, you know, Michaela, you know, Michaela Culkin's still young. But and they brought everybody back. Props to them. Everybody came back. Everybody, yeah. the writers, the director, the the cast, everybody came back and they made it work. And as a New Yorker, I really do feel like the movie really does capture New York City very well, the the danger side and the and the and the upside of it because like right. you know the, the whole Rockefeller and, and the toy shop like those are it, it's it's it, those are great like tourist places and I'm really glad that the movie took the minute, a quick minute to like really show show off the the cool stuff of New York City and I think it's it's done so well. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I mean, I, I mean, obviously, the one negative that I still like, the one nitpick that I had is um, uh, a lot of it. Uh, a lot of the, like um, the the progression and stuff, just kind of like, especially with the bird lady and stuff like that. I mean, it's great. I love the second one, but it just seems too recycled because Kevin learned his lesson in the first one, but now it's like, oh, Kevin's being a little shit again. So wait, <laughs> now he's in New York City being a little shit. Right. So, but besides that, it's still fun. It's entertaining. Everyone does a great job. I didn't mind the, that sort of thing, but I did notice that it was very recycled. I'm like, really, Kevin? Yeah, but hasn't learned his come lessons. Come on, he's still a young kid. Buzz is continuing to be Buzz. I mean, they, they, the, I laughed so hard. The part where they're at the at the the choir and he's putting the uh, the candle the candlesticks behind his ears and starts to drum, and then like he, he embarrasses him. And, oh like, yeah. yeah. I get it, and the family still shits on him like again, <laughs> right. you know. And then, of course, the whole they actually unplug the alarm and they, they go through the whole thing again. And but this time he actually catch goes with them, and then he just gets on the wrong plane. Yeah. I mean, it's done so well. But like I said, oh, I also love that part where Buzz is like do- doing the apology in front of the family, and he's like, he's like, beat that, you trout sniffer. <laughs> like, <laughs> I laugh so hard. I'm like, oh my god, Buzz is such an asshole. <laughs> What an asshole. And let's be fair, like the family in both movies did shit on Kevin. Both movies, they really did. You know, who the who's who's uncle family was gonna call him a call like an eight year old a little jerk and you know blame Kevin for the whole everything that happened because even though Buzz instigated it, like come on, I'm they sure really their did families shit. were they call them even worse names than that. That's definitely like the PG version of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's just true story. Yep. Yeah. So like again, the second one, the second one still brings me joy. I think the whole Looney Tune traps. I say Looney Tune because you know the skeleton and yeah. it goes way over the top. But oh my god, it kills me. It makes me laugh so hard because it's just how Joe Pesci, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern again recapture that magic of of yeah, them yeah. being tortured and you know the bricks flying flying off the rooftop. It's just, it just it still works and the second one still brings me joy. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, I understand that it, it, some people will say, well, it's just it's just recycling it, but you know what? It worked. It, to me, it worked a second time. Yeah. Well, I will have to. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. I was just going to say, I do appreciate the fact that John Hughes realized that to do it again, you just got to go bigger. 
You know what I'm saying? Like right. he, we now we just gotta go over the top because we've done it. You know what I'm saying? So let's just mm-hmm. make it bigger. Let's just get crazier, and then you know, still capture those human moments that he was such a master at, and then you know, and wrap it at the end and keep it going. And he, you know, he pulled that off. Pulled that off. That's actually I like that you mentioned that because I obviously they looked at it and they said, okay, Daniel, they love they love the screams. So now, and like the one scene that will always, always, even as I get older, will make me piss myself is the one where he's getting electrocuted. And it's <laughs> that scene, especially when he's like, Dude, just, just drink like a glass of water and just try not to spit it out. Cause <laughs> that is the best one. That is literally Hughes going, we're, I don't, we're just going to have fun with this. And we're getting, oh, get, we're going to get yeah. like a fake skeleton in like a science room. And we're going to put him in your, with your hair. That part, every time when he goes to the skeleton, he's just like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I just love that part. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with that. I'll agree wholeheartedly with that. That's, that's like those, you know, those moments, those. They were just fucking around. They knew that they were like, this is over the top, but you know what? Home loan people are, uh, home loan fans are going to love it because of his screams in the first one. And this one's just going to, yeah. So here's a uh, quick question, probably for for Marker or Jay. How, what was the difference between the two movies? Like how many years apart was it? Two. 1992. Oh, so I remember. Years. I remember it was yesterday. Yeah, 1992. Okay. Oh, it was in succession. That's right. That they just yeah. did it right. Okay. So, so yeah, you know, he, they knew they had a, a hit, and you know, they these people got to do it for right, the kids get too old, right. and everybody's on board, and we can go to a different location because, uh, you know, the the first movie was filmed in northern, yep. you know, North Chicago. Uh, the, I, I found out just recently the church scene is actually in Oak Park which is the west side of Chicago. Right. Um, oh, yeah. You know, okay. so you get the chance to go to a completely different scenery, you know, and let's just have some fun. And and so, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I, I dig that. I dig it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, uh, I'm i trying to think. And, and another thing, too, is that the first movie made so much money that they could spend a little more on the second one and go to more locations and do more, bring in more big names. And, you know, and, and you know, like I said, that's why the second one has, like, you know, you know, Big, you know, bigger, bigger and better traps, and you know, bigger budget and everything. It's because of how much the first one made, and and again, yeah. it, is, it was still successful. And you know what they, and you know what, I I think we can all four of us can agree, it was gonna was not gonna work a third time. Like they they did right. it twice. It was, it's, it's a damn near perfect duology, like Terminator Two, One and Two. They shouldn't have done more than yeah, two, two just, Terminator just yeah. yeah, just mix the rest of them. Yeah. But to be so, fair, I would love yeah. to see like if they made a new Home Alone movie where McKelly Culkin now in his 40s and now the Wet Bandits serve time. I'm not completely against that if the, if it's done right. But yeah. that was I floated. Was that was really? that was actually floated like a like a really? few years ago. Yeah, a few years ago, um, there was talk of doing a version of Home Alone where Kevin is an adult and he has kids of his own. And uh, the wet bandits are older and they're they're bent on getting revenge on Kevin. And yeah. so mm. they want to get revenge on Kevin through his kids. And so oh, no. like that, that would have been plausible. That would have been. Yeah. And that was something that was in development. But 
whatever happened that the idea of that just kind of fell apart. They are doing a new, like a, yep. a reboot of Home Alone. I'm glad you brought that different up. Characters. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. I'm pissed. Did they, did they say when they were going to, did they say when that was going to uh, be potentially released? Like in I think it was supposed or? to be released of Christmas of this year, but because COVID. of the pandemic, it got yeah, pushed. Right. Mm, that would have been I, That makes me mad. Listen, here's yeah. why. I don't care how you reboot it. I don't care how different it is. The pro it's not going to work, okay? Home Alone works because it was the 90s. There was no cell phones. There was no internet. Okay, that's not going to... Home Alone doesn't work in modern times because... You know, you got you got your cell phone. Every kid's got a cell phone. Every cell phone's got a track. It just, it it just does not work. You can't you can't reboot this. I don't care. Like, if, I might like see it out of curiosity, but I yeah. do not want it to and happen. More, it's not gonna work. Yeah, and I, I I would think to a certain degree, like more parents because of the technology and they can track their kids, that they would be more comfortable with like. A kid being home i mean not like a really young kid but i you know i i mean there's always a debate <clears throat> excuse me a debate with that but yeah no i agree it's they couldn't do it as much because there were there were reasons there were limitations which made the original home alone series work but now right. that we're so connected and we have all this technology you can you can literally find like someone's address in like paraguay and like right. find their name and address and everything like <laughs> in like 10 seconds yeah 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 i, I like the idea of the of the a, a, a movie that puts Kevin as an adult with children. That to me sounds entertaining, plausible, you know, like it, it, it'll change the concept of the film a little bit, but it's still sure. doable, right? His kids are like witty like he is, and they're like, oh, this guy's trying to get us, huh? That's, you know, um, but to me, it's one of those things that even however you try to try to manipulate the situation to make it plausible in 2020, I, I'm like I'm I'm not a fan just because John Hughes, you know John Hughes is not a part of it. You, right. You're not gonna get that original writing. Uh, you know you, you hear tons of stories about him. He just had a whether he himself just due to his life experience, he had a way of capturing innocence and right. youth. And like I, I mean I'm sure there are people who who in the you know film industry today who are just as good at doing that. I'm just not familiar with them. And you know, even yeah. in my adult life, I'm not sure I've seen any films that that hit me the way that 16 Candles hit me. You know, yeah. they hit me, and yeah. I, but I'm also an yeah. adult. You know, what I'm saying they're not made to hit me that way. But like, yeah. there's enduring quality to his huge library of films right. that I'm not sure you can just box up and duplicate. You know, and because you can't, maybe you just leave it alone. You know, and yeah, it's, yeah. I agree with that. There are a lot of remix, uh, remakes that are being made. And yeah. regardless, every generation is going to have like their versions of a remake where the where the parents are going to say, oh, I remember that when I was growing up or this or that. Especially, I think True Grit's been, what, that's been made, what, three mm -hmm. times or something like mm -hmm. that. Um, but there's just a weird trend going on. And they, I, I, uh, luckily now, I mean, minus the pandemic, it did look like that Hollywood was back on track to be not making as many remakes but I mean like the past five or so years we've seen just so many just like half-assed remakes and stuff right. and obviously they're cash cows obviously they were corporate or they were like no now we want to do a different spin that's fine do whatever you want but 
it's it's just i don't know so they're just like way too half-assed i really do i mean there are reasons why a lot of major films are not being remade like they're, mm -hmm. if they tr even attempted to remake back to the future people are just ev everybody every spectrum every side are just yeah i'm gonna get a fucking <laughs> aren't they aren't they remaking back to the future though uh, are they I, I had i thought they were <laughs> Yeah, I think maybe he's right. I'm, I think they are about. Oh, oh my I, god! I, hold, I think, hold on a second. I'm gonna. I, oh. gotta <laughs> I, I feel like there are. They plans better not. Back to the Future. I think he's right, actually. And it the just kind of go. It's just remake 2020. What? Yeah. Wait a yep. minute. Tom Tom Holland confirms Back to the Future remake talks. Oh yes. no no. What? Yeah. See, no. Some, uh, some I, stuff you just gotta let go. Just let it go. Only only yeah. if like. I don't know if Zemeckis is going to be, but uh, if Spielberg was in control of it, if Spielberg's right. in control of it, just like how Spielberg is doing like a reboot of Animaniacs, because that's the other, that's actually, that's sure. the other point I was going to come to. If you're Next going week. to do a reboot, it's got to be the person or the producer that created the original one, because they'll still be able to capture what they're looking for. Yep. If Spielberg comes back and says, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to take the reins and we're going to do this reboot that's then okay i won't be as as upset but if it's literally just like you know oh john john ronaldo some or or like uh sarah sarah drinkins or whatever her whoever it is like some random person <laughs> that's just like because there is a difference between like if it's a fan if they because there are people who have done like especially video game remasters and they were fans and they're in the mm -hmm. industry and they want to do that but if they go like full corporate hollywood and they get someone who literally has no experience with the franchise and they're doing their own thing I mean, it's uh, that I'll I'll have some problems. Uh, not just because Back to the Future is my favorite of all time, but you know, that's <laughs> didn't mean to go on that ramp. But it's no, just, that's you know, good. No, that's good. No, I, I figured it was a perfect time to close, and uh, I, I'll get my closing thoughts, and I, I will, we'll go around the table. So to me, Home Alone is my favorite Christmas movie. It's a Christmas modern classic. Still works. It's a, it's a time capsule. It cannot be redone. Both, both the first and the second it's just to me it's at kids can enjoy it adults can enjoy it i i had a field day showing it to my friends kids and they loved it like it, it still works i it, it can't be redone but it still works when you show it to people who haven't seen it and it's just it's got everything all the elements he has it's got the slapstick it's got the comedy it's got the one-liners it's got the wet bandits and the traps and everything else you could ask for and again the movie has hearts and at the end of the day, it's my favorite Christmas movie, and it still holds up uh, as a as a kid and as an adult. That's my take. I I really I, I'm glad I went back and watched it. Uh, and and this is kind of obviously an ongoing trend with you guys. You know, I've been watching so many movies. I, I think the last time I, I talked with you guys, I got mad at you because all my pocket change is going <laughs> to Amazon Prime. Because I'm like, what? Why can't they just review movies that are actually streaming? So I don't have to pay extra. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but I spent my four dollars and and watched this one. And uh, after watching it again. I, I remember earlier today telling myself, I said, this is actually gonna be your my Christmas present. Uh, one of my Christmas presents to my daughters this year. Uh, a couple years ago, I was like, hey, you guys wanna watch A Christmas Story? And they were like, what movie? I, I about flipped, you know? And like, I kind of mm. like got that same feeling. Like, this is a movie 
that they if they have not seen they should see i want them to have it and own it because it's it's a movie that you can just through the years enjoy um you know they're 15 so when they turn 20 as they get older you know so i i'm definitely gonna buy this on blu-ray for them and uh i'm just glad i think it's a great movie john john hughes is will always be one of my favorites like i said i just grew up sucking in every movie he ever ever did my favorite john hughes movie is actually curly sue which i always find nice. half, half mm -hmm. the people that have never seen but i have that on dvd and uh he, he did it he you know i don't know if he specifically planned out to just tackle a christmas movie and do that but he did he did it um in his own style he did it it's not perfect yeah. uh, but he found great actors great moments to portray and it just you know in the works and it you know it works so well and so i appreciate it in that way uh i agree with everything that you guys are saying it's a great movie it's you know it will continue to be a classic i think i think one of the biggest things if i get a chance to go home for christmas uh because i do know that my parents have the original vhs copy that i used to watch with my brother all the time and i think that's what i'm so you guys have already watched it i think i'm gonna give myself a treat if i get a chance to go home i'm gonna you know dust off the old vhs player and i'm gonna watch it with all the vhs imperfections and everything and just literally just get like that warm you know warm vhs tape feeling you know to you know curl myself up in a blanket and just have some hot cocoa and watch home alone just like how i've watched it um and but yeah no it's a great it's a great one it will always hold up and i think you know for decades and decades and i actually think that home alone might be even like if they do uh like film classes in like the next 20 or 30 or 40 years i think this one might be like a benchmark for if like people are learning to make christmas films as somebody who um you know, was a little bit older who uh, was seeing that for the first time as opposed to being a kid, I don't have the same connection that younger people would have with this movie. But that said, I have uh, nothing but tremendous respect for John Hughes, for Chris Columbus, for the cast, for everybody who is involved in this movie. It is by all accounts, a timeless classic. Um, certainly uh, the quintessential Christmas movie for a lot of people. And it is the ultimate fantasy for a young kid to be left home to his own devices, his or her own devices. And so uh, I, you have to give props to John Hughes for having that type of connection, that sort of ability to sort of tap into the mind of like a young kid and connect in that way. And so, you know, for me, it's, it's, a, it's a very special type of a movie that you really can't try to try to um, replicate or try to redo. Um, and, uh, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen it, I mean, you know, it's, like I said, it's, it's a type of movie that, you know, will bring a, sli a smile to your face one way or the other. So I do recommend it. Mm -hmm. All right. So well said, well said, Mark. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you, Mark, for that. So before we go, uh, I'm going to give Dion and Matt the floor for a quick minute here. So guys, um, uh, just, you know, take a moment here and uh, just share with our audience where they can find your work and your podcast and everything out. So go, uh, Dion, go ahead. Yeah. So uh, you can check me out off the beaten podcast. I have a new website. It's just off the beaten podcast, all one word.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram. So I just do a podcast about Chicago, uh, the city and the people. And I mean, that's just, it's a basic premise, but 
this is a very colorful city full of very colorful people so it, there's something for everyone to to enjoy it's very eclectic i talk about everything from naked bike rides to divorce and so, you know like it's, <laughs> there's there's really no pinning it down per se so i would just tell people yeah definitely check it out um and please let me know what you think i'm always open to criticism and just trying to uh, make it a better show with each uh progressive episode so links will be in the description and mm -hmm. sub that man up yes exactly it's excellent great show Dion does great stuff if you want to learn about chicago you got it you got to check out his stuff thank you and matthew where can people find your work and uh you know we're very excited about you know your career um you know spanning out here and whatnot so go ahead and you know share us where they can find your work and where, and where they you know people can find you if they need your help okay yeah no problem i mean it's going to be the same as when i was on last time uh you can go to my website matthewfarden.com it's just my full name uh my brother actually just updated my contact information so now when you scroll down in the contacts you can uh you will see my agency's logo and you will see her name how you can contact her for any like future you know future gigs if it's like independent inquiries you know my email's on there mfardenvoiceovers at gmail.com um, and that's mostly where you're going to be able to see the bulk of it for now. I will say, you know, I can't, uh, because of NDAs, I can't say what I've auditioned for, but I can say that I've already auditioned for multiple, uh, uh, national commercials and, uh, and cartoon shows and stuff like that. So we'll see, hopefully, you know, in the next couple weeks or so, I finally, you know, get that call back, but just like how the industry is, it takes time for every 30 or 40 auditions, you're going to get one or two, maybe two gigs. So you have to do a lot of auditions in order to get those gigs. But, you know, once, once it keeps coming in, hopefully I continue to just keep, you know, making my agent proud. Um, and hopefully I'll be able to actually share some stuff with you guys and, and let you know if anything's happening. So, yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And just a heads up, uh, if you love these guys, we're going to be bringing them back on our next uh, live stream that we're going to do, Nerd Cage Live Assemble. We're going to be doing more live shows together. And you know what? This was a lot of fun. I'm pretty sure we can all agree that we'll probably do more look backs together. And we're definitely going to bring these guys back for more live streams because you know what, man? This is this is our Nerd Cage Assemble lineup, man. You can't go wrong when the four of us are together on screen, especially with a live audience. It's just too much fun. Oh, it is a lot of fun. I don't know when these, I I don't know when these uh, audio onlys will be out, but if they're out after, but you can mark your calendars right for thir uh, Thursday, November 12th. Uh, we're going to be bringing these guys back, you know, and if you, if you happen to catch it or you miss it, you can go back and watch. You know, like I said, we love doing these streams together, and this was a really fun look back. And I'm really, really glad that they agreed to come on for uh, our first look back together. Yeah, and yes, I will, absolutely. and I will say, our next look back is going to be the fifth anniversary of Creed. Yes, Michael B. Jordan, Sylvester Five years already. Wow, five I, years. Twenty. I think I saw that, and I thought I think I saw I saw that in theaters with you, Jay. Yep. Yeah, we were living yeah. together. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Cool. So yes, so again, uh, sub these gentlemen up. Thank you so much for everyone who hung out with us for this look back. And yeah, Mark, anything you want to add before we go? Yeah, just uh, uh, you know, another big thanks for uh, for Matthew and Dion. You know, it's always a pleasure to have you guys on. And thanks to all the people who have been kind of listening and sort of supporting us. We are now at the time of this recording at 187 subscribers. We are on a sprint to 200. So That's if awesome. you care to help us 
get to 200 by the end of the month, please like, comment, share, subscribe, uh, do everything you can to kind of help us get to that point. We will love you forever. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's been an exciting ride with you guys. I mean, you know what? Um, Mark, I'm so glad I got to do this channel with you. And like Deanna and Matt, like you guys were there from the beginning to help us. You know, Mark has been on his show promoting and, and uh, Matt did our, you know, obviously his voice work here on the channel. So you guys have helped build this channel and you guys bring your audiences with you every time we go on air. It's so much, oh, you guys have helped the channel a lot. So thank you. And we appreciate the support from you guys. And we appreciate the support from all of our uh, friends and fans around the world. So that being said, before we go, I'm going to reiterate, pretty please like, comment, subscribe, ring that bell and spread that shit like sofa. So to you, I say from Louisville to Los Angeles to Chicago from Syracuse to all of our friends and fans of the world around at Nerd Cage Live. Enjoy life, stay safe, and good night. Ah! <laughs> See you later, guys. See you. Good night. <laughs> Ooh, trying to get out of the Nerd Cage, are ya? Well, before you go, hit that subscribe button. And if you're really intrigued, ring that bell. Thank you for dropping by. Until next time, tell everyone you know about Nerd Cage Live! Ah!